Amber Gray, founder and CEO of Trusty Oak, has positioned herself brilliantly at the intersection of all things virtual assistants. Listen in to hear how the right pairing can be a game changer for entrepreneur and VA alike. These collaborations offer a win-win, giving both parties the flexibility to optimize and shine. Ready to take that leap of faith and finally chase those dreams of yours? I'm Dori Stewart, and this is the Teacher Turned Entrepreneur Podcast. Around here, we like to talk about our collective and sometimes crazy experiences as entrepreneurs, teachers, and women who do it all. After spending 11 years in the classroom, I left to start a business that I grew into a multi-million dollar brand. If you're ready to build the life you've been dreaming of, stay tuned as we dig deep into what it takes to turn teachers into true entrepreneurs. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share a new resource that I have created just for you. If you head on over to teacherturnedentrepreneur.com, you can download my free resource, The Teacher's Guide to Finding Your Perfect Business Idea Without Going Back to College. Learn how you can use your knowledge and experience to create a profitable side hustle or business to help you get out of the classroom and into the financial freedom you've been looking for. I am excited for you to meet my guest today. She is the founder and CEO of Trusty Oak, a virtual assistant company providing administrative and marketing support to busy entrepreneurs. Amber, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Let's start off by sharing with the listeners your background and how that led you to entrepreneurship. Yes. Well, my path is is kind of a winding road like a lot of them are, but I never went to college and I was a pharmacy technician for 11 years. So I never could have imagined going into anything business related, but uh, I had a friend that saw some of my skills from pharmacy tech, you know, project management was kind of this little segue. She could see, Hey, I think you've got some skills that would apply to this. And she, she's a graphic designer for website graphic designer. And so she said, "I, I could use your help to help me stay on track with these projects So she started teaching me a little bit about WordPress and I started helping her with project management and content. And we were subcontracting for a company that um, was growing really quickly. And they ended up hiring both of us after just a few months of working as contractors. And then um, I just latched into it. I loved what we were doing and I grew with the company. I stayed with them about five years, but I was uh, you know, starting out as this contract project manager, but then eventually was the web director overseeing uh, designers, content strategists, all kinds of people that were working remotely and serving clients remotely. And then I became the VP of operations my last year there. And then when I started feeling a little, little unhappy in my role, started think, looking for jobs, not having a lot of luck without that degree and thought, you know what, maybe this is, uh, this is my opportunity to kind of think bigger and I just opened my myself up to the idea that maybe I could do something on my own. And that's when I got the light bulb idea in the shower to start a virtual <laughs> assistant company. <laughs> I love that. I love that you created your own job <laughs> and created your own opportunity. I mean, that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Yeah. Well, I can't say that I, I 100% created it because I had someone believing in with me, believing in me and saying, hey, you should look at this. You should try that. And I'm you know, looking at books and starting to learn things. And um, I think that's a, a key part of it is having some people that believe in you and can encourage you. So I don't know if I'd have taken that leap otherwise. 
Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about what your business does now. Who do you help and what do you do? Yes. So we are in the, in the business of helping freelance virtual assistants get matched with their ideal small business owners. And so we're, we're really serving this as a partnership. And we think of it like a triangle where we're at the bottom. We're kind of the base supporting these two, these two folks that are in partnership together. And it works really well because there are a lot of freelance virtual assistants that don't know how to start marketing themselves, getting new clients. And so we come into play where we can help them with that part of things. We do that for them. And then on the other hand, we've got small business owners that don't have time to do the, the finding, vetting, hiring of virtual assistants, and even you know knowing what's best practice for how to make that partnership work. So the other piece of what we're really moving into uh, over the last year or so, we've decided to focus more on education and we're working on you know, e-courses, we do webinars, things like that to teach our clients how to work effectively with a virtual assistant. And so we're, we're doing that on both sides of the table where we're helping VAs upskill and learn how to you know, launch their freelance business. And then we've got small business owners that we're helping them learn how to you know, really get the benefit of working with a virtual assistant. I love that so much from both an entrepreneur's point of view, but also from a VA's perspective, because I feel like, well, one, it's so amazing that there are VAs and that's such an accessible um, thing. You know, 10 years ago when I started my business, I had so many employees that I could have <laughs> saved yes. a ton of money. So it's it's wonderful for entrepreneurs, but it's also kind of scary going to some of these, you know, outsourced websites. You don't mm -hmm. really know what you're going to get. So going with a company like yours, where you can trust that they're being trained and that you're going to get a solid VA is such a huge advantage to entrepreneurs. Yes. That, and that, that's what I actually just got out of doing a presentation and I was talking about the difference between going with an agency or hiring directly. It's obviously less expensive if you can hire directly and you don't have to use the agency. But one of the benefits of working with an agency is that there is that added level of accountability. There's also a continuity of service because if, you know, life happens, VA, VAs have lives that, you know, things come up and they may not be able to continue being a virtual assistant for you. As an entrepreneur, that can be terrifying, especially if they're handling a lot of your operations. So an agency can make sure, hey, we've got another person. We're making sure they're getting onboarded really quickly. That way you don't miss out and have to you know, stop at square one and go right back to, to hiring. So it really does provide a little bit more of that stability that you're looking for. And trust is in the name of our business intentionally because it is such a key part to the whole process of delegation. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the benefit to the VA. One, they're getting trained by you, but also I imagine it's a better experience for them having a company like yours to kind of have their back. It is. I mean, they're, they're optimizing their time too. That's really what it's all about is all of us getting more efficient in the work we're doing and they can come into play with feeling a little anxious about, 
you know, I've never done this before. Um, we do we do require that they have at least two years of relevant experience. So it doesn't mean they have to have been a virtual assistant before, but maybe they were an office assistant or uh, we have, you know, former teachers, people with skills, administrative skills, or maybe even marketing skills coming into play. But freelancing is a whole different thing. And so we help them kind of e ease their nerves a little bit, give them some structure to say, this is what we see as best practice. Here's how you can do that. Here are tools that you should use to make it easy. Uh, and then we're, we're all collaborating and helping each other. So you're not out there on your own. You can actually, you know, say, you know what, I'm having trouble with this client's outlook and I don't know why this isn't working. And another virtual assistant from our network can say, hey, have you tried this? Or, you know, like, let me take a look at it. So uh, we're structured in a way where you get that freedom of being on your own, but also that community that we're all looking for when we go to work anyway. Amazing. So what advice would you give someone who is thinking about becoming a VA? Well, I, one of the pieces of advice that I say about anyone starting out on their own, first and foremost, if you are in a position to take care of personal debt, that is, that's something that I always recommend because freelancing is hard, especially in the beginning or building a business, whichever side of that you're on, you're, you may have to take some time to build up. You might want a little bit of money in savings. You don't want to have to um, you know, risk the whole vision because you're not earning enough money because it is something that takes time. Even when working with Trusty Oak, our, our VAs come in and they say, you know, I want to work 30 hours a week. It takes time to build up to 30 hours because our clients, on the other hand, are paying for sometimes only 10 hours per month. So there's a, there's a little bit of time to build up that. So um, that's the biggest piece of thing is just, you know, be ready, get your finances in order as much as possible, or consider even doing this as, you know, part-time while you're doing something else so that you can, you know, start, you might have to work a little bit harder for a little while, work more, but then you can make that leap whenever it makes sense for you. And honestly, we have a virtual assistant that just did this in May. She was a teacher and she came on as a virtual assistant while she was teaching. So she was working, I think around 20 hours a week. So you can imagine she was working a lot with her teaching job and 20 hours as a virtual assistant, but she was able to you know, get on the clients, start building those relationships slowly and be able to manage that kind of workload. And then when May came along, she was able to resign from the teaching job and, and really chase after this uh, freedom that she's looking for with the remote job. So um, now she's all, all on the freelance side of things and able to keep taking more clients. I love that. That's, that's amazing. And so that kind of leads into my next question in that is what is the job outlook or the, what are you seeing as, um, you know, we're kind of heading into some, some uh, economic times that are a little uncertain. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that there's still a need for, for VAs? Definitely. In fact, maybe even more so. And, and, and you know, looking back at, you know, when COVID first hit and everybody's freaking out, virtual assistants were actually suddenly in the limelight in some ways because those companies, those leaders that had to lay off someone, you know, regretfully, they had to do this in some cases to cut expenses, but they still had administrative needs. They still needed to do their marketing and stuff like that. So 
they were able to, instead of having, you know, even a part-time employee and definitely, you know, a full-time employee would be more expensive. They can now go and use a fractional support person to get some level of support that fits their budget. So um, in a lot of ways, there's a high demand for virtual assistants right now because we're all looking for ways we can still get things done, but watch our spending and kind of, you know, make sure that we're able to ebb and flow as things are changing for us right now. That's great information. Thank you for that. That's it's good to hear that there's still a high demand because I know a lot of people look to virtual assistant work to kind of bridge the gap from working in a full time job to you know mm-hmm. getting out completely on their own. Yeah, I mean the the, the door is open. We we have a full time recruiter on our team that stays busy with wow. you know applications coming in. Um, we do only hire about, I think it's around 4% of the applicants that are coming through because we're looking for people that are really committed to the freelance path because that is different than the J-O-B. Uh, mm-hmm. But so it, it does, you know, take some time to, to narrow in on people that really are a good fit for what we're offering. But um, yes, it's very exciting just because it is a feasible option for people that are juggling multiple things and want this remote life that they were able to you know, maybe step into a couple of years ago. Now they say, hey, I don't want to look back from that. So uh, we're, we're hopefully continuing to create the opportunity for those folks. That's great. So from an entrepreneur's perspective, what is some, what are some things that an entrepreneur can do to get ready to hire a VA? Do you ever get entrepreneurs that you think, oh my goodness, I wish they had done this, this, and this before contacting me? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that's a great question. And I mean, the simple answer is you need to know what you need before you go looking for someone, but that that's not that simple when it comes down to, well, how do I even determine what I'm going to give a VA to do? And what I say is that Time, time track, first of all, I know that's kind of an annoying thing to do. Uh, I, I always say this is probably my most unpopular advice that I give, but if you can time track for a week, two weeks or so, just get a sense of where your time is going because there always is something in there that you should be delegating that's a lower level task that is taking you away from doing something that's revenue generating. And that's, that's I say VAs help you with profitability because you're able to get more time back to go make money. Uh, it doesn't have to cost a lot, five, 10, 15 hours a, a month, even. It doesn't have to be a lot. And it really can make a difference if you've got the headspace and the time to maybe even upskill so that you can go charge more for your services or you know, do, do your next big thing. So really is important to, to constantly look at what you're doing and see what you can delegate. Because even you know, I've been doing this for a while. I take my own medicine and I still am challenged with realizing, oh, I'm doing some things that this is a way, this is not a good use of my time. I should give this to someone else. So it's a, it's almost like it's a skill we have to work on. Delegating is not easy. And so you need to be aware of what you're doing in order to actually identify those tasks. So that's the, that's the big thing is just know what you're needing and make sure you're ready to get things off your plate, not just those back burner projects that you're excited to jump into. Yeah, that's really good advice. I can see where entrepreneurs, they know they're busy and they're doing too much, but they don't quite know exactly what to get off their plate. So I appreciate that advice. That's good. So what is for you the most challenging part of owning your own company? Oh, 
You know, I think it's, it's, it's always having to grow as a leader and realizing that uh, I'm reading Marshall Goldsmith's book, what got you here, won't get you there. If you've ever heard of this mm-hmm. one. So I think that's really kind of where, like the hardest part is realizing, okay, what worked for me a year ago might not work for me now. And I have to be ready to adapt. So for it, it's been, it's been challenging, honestly, even right now where um, I, I mentioned that there is a demand for VAs, but at time we're having a little bit of a slower season and I'm realizing, you know what, they were knocking on our door. It was almost like they were just placing orders for us. And now we have to do a little bit more to make people aware of the services that we're offering. We have to increase our marketing efforts. We need to improve our sales process. There's different pieces of that that are required. And it means me learning new things, um, leading my team through new challenges. So it's really just that adaptability that I think is uh, is tough and and keeping that mindset where remembering, hey, it, it might not be what it looked like before. Just because that worked back then doesn't mean that's going to work today. Especially with all these you know economic changes that we're facing, it's just is you know we're all always walking into something new. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know, being able to adapt is is uh, what separates the uh, owners that make it into the long term. Right. Yeah. We have to be able to kind of navigate these waters, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So if the listeners are interested in um, working with you, becoming a VA or hiring a VA, what is the best way to connect with you? Awesome. Well, trustyoak.com is the best place to go for all of those things there. If you're looking for jobs as a virtual assistant down in the bottom of the website, there's a a careers at trusty Oak link. We have marketing focused positions as well as administrative focused positions. And like I said earlier, uh, teachers are definitely within our midst. We've had had a number of people that have uh, chosen the VA path from there. And I think it's a great segue into freelancing completely. Um, On the other side, if you're a business owner that's looking for administrative support, trustyoak.com is a good place to go as well. And if you have questions about VAs, and you're not sure that this is really the time for you to buy, I'm also super happy to, to just talk, set up a one-to-one or answer emails. And my email is amber at trustyoak.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amber, for sharing all of these wonderful tips and advice with us. Absolutely. I hope it's helpful. Thanks for having me. What a great conversation with Amber. Here are my top takeaways. Number one, Feeling stymied or like you're in a dead end at work? That may be your invitation to explore something bigger or entirely new. Number two, do you have the skill set to be a VA? You'd be surprised at the range of jobs that can prepare you well for exactly this kind of project management oriented work. Number three, virtual assistants are somewhat recession proof as a cost effective substitute when entrepreneurs need to downsize full time staff. Number four, If you're pretty sure you could use the help from a VA, try time tracking for a week or two to really identify the specific tasks you'd like to offload. And number five, nimble entrepreneurs are able to adapt to changing economic times. So don't be afraid to assess and evolve as your business requirements change. Thank you so much for listening to the Teacher Turned Entrepreneur podcast. I hope you've gained some new and interesting insights on what it takes to go from teacher to entrepreneur. I've created something special for you. 
If you head on over to teacherturnedentrepreneur.com, you can download my free resource, The Teacher's Guide to Finding Your Perfect Business Idea, without going back to college. Learn how you can use your knowledge and experience to create a profitable side hustle or business to help you get out of the classroom and into the financial freedom you've been looking for. Thank you.